This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It's not every day you read a book like the one written by our next author. Journalist, award-winning journalist, Anna Mailer Paperni had it all, or so it seemed from the outside. Isn't that always the case, though? It didn't stop her from trying to kill herself more than once. That began a journey through the psychiatric care system in this country that she writes about with just searing honesty and, yes, some humor as well with the language that she uses. Her book is called Hello, I Want to Die, Please Fix Me, Depression in the First Person. And Anna joins us now to talk about it. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. That's quite the title. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to really grab people, um, but I also wanted to be honest. I mean, that's what's going through my head a lot of the time. You know, just as I go through my day to day. There's a lot of very painful things that you talk about in this book. So what was it like deciding to write this? It was hard. I'm not, um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit shy, which come, might come as a surprise. Um, and so, but I found myself, um, you know, writing these little bits of and snatches of my own experience to myself anyway. I found myself with all these questions that I wanted to have answered and I found myself wanting to fill this gap in the discourse um, between, you know, redemptive kind of happy narratives and um, anti, anti-psychiatry narratives, academic screeds. We don't really have much space, or there is space, but there isn't much to fill it um, with uh, pieces that really bluntly jump in and say, this is what it's like to deal with this. This is where we're falling short. Mm -hmm. And these are the things we can do to address that. What is the this that we're talking about here? Uh, It's severe depression and suicide, um, which is the highest burden of disease of any in the world. And yet it, it doesn't get nearly the funding. In Canada, you know, many of the treatments that you would need to address it aren't covered by our so-called universal healthcare system. So we act as though it's not real. We act as though it's just sort of a pretend illness, mm-hmm. when in reality, it's debilitating for so many people, and it gets worse without adequate treatment. Can we talk about some of the language that's used in the book, too? Uh, some of it, I mean, honestly, you just don't hear words like this used anymore when it comes to talking about mental illness. For instance, there was one quote in there about being a crazy person housed in a modern-day loony bin. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> Why wanted, use language like that? Part of it is just to get, some, get, get people's attention. Right. And to get across how, how strange it feels to be in that situation. You know, you never mm-hmm. expect to find yourself there. Um, it's sort of to uh, explode our own assumptions a little bit um, around what it's like, around what it's like, you know, to, to picture yourself there. Um, but I felt I needed to use this kind of language to get people out of their comfort zones and make them pay attention. When did you first know 
that you had some issues that needed to be dealt with? I mean, it wasn't until after my first suicide attempt that somebody told me I had depression. And when he first told me, I didn't believe it. Really? Because in my mind, I wanted to kill myself because I was a horrible person and I deserved to die. And, you know, I couldn't imagine that what, what I was going through was an illness that was treatable. So that was revelatory. When I finally started to believe my doctor when he told me this, um, it, was a revel- it was a revelation. And that would have been when I was about 24 years old. So you'd made it all the way to 24 without kind of voicing some of the issues that you had been dealing with. Yeah. What was that like for your family and your friends when you did say, hey, this, this is what I'm dealing with right now? It was really difficult for them, I think, because I got really good at hiding what I was going through. And so they thought things were mostly okay. And then out of the blue, you know, from their perspective, um, I make this really serious suicide attempt and I'm telling them this is how I feel. And they were like, well, how is it that we didn't know this? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you not telling us? What are we not picking up on? And it's... Um, did that help you having them as a part of that? It did in the long run. It was painful in the short run yeah. because these are people I love and I don't want to hurt the people I love. But in the long run, I think I've gotten, we've gotten better at being open with each other about what's going on and where I am in terms of my illness. And I think our relationship is the better for it. What was it like, though, trying to get help? And once you know, okay, this is what I'm dealing with, now somebody fix me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was lucky in that I had a psychiatrist who was seeing me on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. And I had insurance through my employer. A lot of people, a lot of Canadians do not have that. But even with this luck, um, I mean, I'm still trying to find, um, I mean, you know, a mix of medications that works. And it's been almost a decade. A decade. That's scary. And I know, I know other people. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. People with mental illness who, who have the same issue that even if you do find something, how long is it going to work for? And then, you know, that transition to another medication is also devastating. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then so you just can end up on a cycle, like trying different things. It's all trial and error. Yeah. And you can go on like that for for years. And so when you kind of delved into this, like the system, the issues that you were facing, did you come to any conclusions? Was there something that you thought we need to fix X, Y, Z? There were two main issues I found. One was the tools that we have are grossly inadequate. They're not good enough. They're not effective enough. They need to be better. The other thing is, we're not good at getting people, even the inadequate tools that we have, we're not good at connecting people with them. Hmm. And they're better than nothing. They're not great, but they're better than nothing. And 
we are we fall down when it comes to getting people that kind of help, even when we know that help is not everything it could be. So those two things, from my perspective, uh, broadly speaking, are most in need of tackling. But why do you think that is? Because, you know, we're so good at doing other things under, as you put it, universal health care. But when it comes to dealing with mental health issues, we, we, it's almost like we want to push that into a corner and, and not deal with it. And yet it is making someone better. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, as much as we talk about talking, we still treat this as its own special thing that isn't, doesn't really warrant the same kind mm. of attention you put it in a other, special category. Other illnesses. Right. Yeah. And are you saying then that, hey, it's the same as a broken leg or diabetes or something like that? Yeah, except, except it can be more debilitating and it's harder to treat. Have you talked to other people going through similar situations? I have, both for the book and since the book came out, I've been approached by people who say like, yeah, this is me. And that's tough. That's really painful because... You know, knowing knowing what it's like to go through that is awful to sort of talk to somebody who's there experiencing that pain. But um, I think it's so valuable to be able to explore those perspectives. Right. Does it make you feel any better knowing? I mean, clearly your book was is needed for a lot of people out there. I hope so. I really, really hope so. I mean, it's hard when somebody says, you know, your book really spoke to me because I'm going through that. I feel bad because I don't want anyone to go through this. But I'm glad that if they are, they feel less alone. Right. You talk about going through the psychiatric care system. Did that, at the end result then, did you find what you needed to get help? I'm getting the professional expertise that I think I need. But even the best expertise out there does not have the answers that I need. Because our, our our methods of treatment are so primitive they haven't really evolved since like the 1980s or 1950s even. And we don't really know why they work. We don't really know how they work. We don't know why they mm. work for some people, but not others. Are you talking about the drugs, the medication? Yes. And yet you would think that we know that depression is such a huge problem. There's money to be made in this industry. You would think so. Yeah. And yet because there's so much uncertainty surrounding it um, and so much uncertainty surrounding whether or not you're going to get approved whether people will respond. A lot of drug companies have actually been getting out of the business. Really? So what is your message then, And I know with the book and in talking to people about this, what is it that you want people to take away from hearing you? I mean, I think for anybody who's going through this, I want them to know that they're, you know, their lives are valuable and they're not alone and that this is an extrinsic illness that's, that is treatable even when it feels like it's insurmountable. Um, but for anybody who's in a position to advocate, I think, you know, bang down the door of your local government and, uh, and insist that this is something that we need to address. Do you feel you're in a position to advocate now? It's hard. I consider myself a journalist. Um, but I mean, I think because I'm taking the unusual step of being so open personally, um, I think it puts me in a little bit of a different position than I usually am as a reporter. I was going to say, is that hard for you? Because as a reporter, you're usually writing about other things and other people, and now you have to write about yourself. It's very weird. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Did you enjoy it, though? So was it cathartic for you? It was cathartic. 
it was interestingly the editing process was a challenge because really? I had to like ask. I mean, edit a good editor will ask you tough questions about what you're writing. Mm-hmm. When the questions are about these really painful things you're going through, it can be hard oh. to ask those questions. Yeah, but it was important. It was an important process. Well, Anna, listen, thank you so much for joining us here today. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. The book is called Hello, I Want to Die, Please Fix Me. The author is Anna Mailer-Paperni. Now she's also appearing here at the Vancouver Writers' Fest tonight, as a matter of fact. For more information, check out writersfest.bc.ca. And we also want to make sure that we say that anyone who you heard Anna just now, if any of this kind of resonated with you or you feel distressed about the health issues or the things that we talked about in this segment, we want to make sure that you get the help that you need. So remember, there is the crisis line. That is 604-872-3311 or visit your local hospital emergency room. But once again, that crisis line number, 604-872-3311.